Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Welcome to your favorite freaking podcast in the world. It's Fat Mascara. Fat Mascara, back in full effect. And I'm Jen. I'm Jess. I am so happy to be back. I missed you guys. 
we really we were bummed, man. That that two week hiatus was a little too long for me. Unplanned hiatus. Unplanned. So we're sorry if you woke up on Friday and you hit refresh and you just saw the same old, same old. You know, it's you heard the Juara episode and you're expecting something new. And it's just more Juara. I mean, he's great. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> I could listen to him talk all day, but um, yeah, we just had a little technical difficulty. And it happens, you know? It does, we take, bear with us. We take technology for granted. We do. Little you gnomes know? in the air do all the things, and we don't know how. Yeah. Just kidding. We know so, more But thank that. you for being so cool. A lot of you who were so kind on Instagram and with all your sweet comments and everything. So we're just trying to put this, this baby out um, while maintaining our sanity and day jobs and all that. Yeah, so with our 9 to 5s, this is the mm, soonest we could get. Well, 9 to 9, whatever How'd you it get is. that gig? Yeah, it's okay. not. Mary Claire's <laughs> 24-7. No, this is the soonest we could get back in the studio. So here we are. Are okay. you ready? Yes, what do we have on deck today? Okay, we're going to talk about beauty trends. If you wore it once, as in back in the day, are you allowed to wear it again? Okay. And then lidage issues. <laughs> we're talking about eyelids, big ones. And uh, Fiona Styles gave you some tips, yes, right? Yes, yeah, she's fantastic. And then we have... Such a fabulous guest in the studio today, fresh in from London, the gorgeous, the legendary Alessandra Steiner, or to most of us, just Alex. She's very cash, you know, just Alex. She has a fabulous new project to tell us about and also just some fabulous beauty editor wisdom. So listen up. So Jess, yes. I I had a moment like you've talked about where you put on a makeup look and then like someone gives you a look or a comment or whatever. So we actually put this on the Instagram story. Mark Jacobs is coming out with like a frosted lip. Mm. Well, there's eyeshadows too, but the lipsticks are frosted in that true sense of a word from like back in the day, wet and wild, pearlized pink, mm. you know, in the 90s. It's not a metallic. It's not a satin. Like frost. I don't know how it's to straight explain straight up frost. It. Yeah. Like Revlon had a great one that wore in eighth grade called Coffee Bean. Oh, Literally, this came up in the conversation with my friend Wanyi when we were talking about this. She's oh, like, wow. it's like coffee bean. Anyway, so I tried out one of the new lipsticks, lovely formula, um, but I forgot that I had it on. And I went to a meeting, and she's just looking at me, and I was like, what? And I was like, oh, my God, I have the frost makeup on. She goes, yeah, I feel like the rest of your look needs to be more polished if you're going to do frost lipstick. Wait, someone said that to you? It was Wanyi. She loves makeup. Like, she wasn't wrong. It didn't work on me. But here's what I want to talk about. I wore frosted lipstick back in the day. I want to say 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. If you, it's the same thing as fashion. Like if you wear a certain makeup look and then it comes back in a fashion, are you, you have to opt out the second time around? I've been thinking about this when I went to J. Crew over the weekend because they had this amazing pair of like jean bell bottom flares. <gasps> and I'm the like, flare. And I was like, I spent, you know, years walking around with like soaked back of the jean, you know, flares. Like if it's like a rainy day, remember like the, the water oh. would run up the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were longish. They like were the too seven long- denim. Remember? Oh well, that, no, that was even later. I'm talking about like, you know, just like your your standard issue, just, you know, long flares. Okay. You know, this was before designer denim was a thing. Okay. Um, But it was, I looked at them. I was like, those are cool. And I'm like, I don't know. And I, and I left them right there. And I think the same thing kind of goes with makeup. But I do think there is an exception to the rule. 
which is if you never frost stop. Lipstick. No, <laughs> if you, no, sorry, nice try. Oh, if you okay, if you never stop. So, um, a friend of mine, another beauty editor, Arden Fanning, her one of her signatures is she wears this amazing glitter in the the corners of her eyes. Okay, I was like the glitter queen in middle school and high school, like a Drew Barrymore back in the day uh, kind of look. Yeah, I had Jerome Russell spray glitter in my bag <gasps> at all times. Jerome Russell, I remember yeah, that in my school bag. What? Yeah. In my school like bag, a school for, look. Oh, for me, it was okay. okay? I had at my school bag. If you know, if the forearms needed it, if we need a little hit or on the on the the collarbone, even the hair. I mean, <laughs> I was really all about. It was like riot girl time. Okay. 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 I kind of wish I never let that hint of glitter <laughs> left because I see Arden and she looks amazing, and I'm like, if I reintroduce that kind of real glitter into my look, people be like, huh. You know what I mean? Or like, no. are, we, are we struggling with something? But glitter is like an inherently youthful kind of thing, don't you? But think? it looks amazing. I mean, she's younger than me, but it looks amazing on her. She's been doing like her her like a dramatic eyeliner and glitter look for a long time, and I think she's been doing it. I don't know, Arden. You can correct the record, but I think that this has been her trademark. Right. I think to go and dip into something you've once enjoyed is a little bit kind of. Like trying, it's a little bit. Does it make? Yeah, like, are we trying too hard? Does it make you look older to do that? I don't. I don't know. But what if it's like a really flattering look? I'm not saying frosted lipstick was. Well, but that's the thing. I, I think. I think some glitter can be flattering. I. I'm not a fan of of nose. I'm not a fan of you're too old or you're too young. I really. That's not the message to take away. It's about your comfort level. But I do what kind if of wonder. The brow bone highlight comes back. Remember those like. Harsh I never did that. That shit. Okay, what if skinny brows come back? Oh, okay, I've thought about that. And? I think at my age, Mm -hmm. it's not as flattering because I just don't have the same face. Maybe that's also what part of it is. Like, when you are 20, you have a very good canvas to work with usually, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, it's more forgiving, like you can try something, and if it's not working, Glitter's it's not always like, flattering. I'm just saying. You really are stuck on this. Just <laughs> wear the glitter. Just put the glitter back on. You've been warned. But I feel like it just—it's it, like you have more forgiving. Like your skin is like more even toned. Like you can be more experimental. And some of these looks that like went away and came back are more experimental looks. Like no, like rosy cheeks never went away and came back. Like blush always looks nice. You yeah. know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, like, yeah, it's some of the funky colors. But I, at the same time, I think there's nothing cooler than, like, a woman who knows herself and is, like, yeah, I'm wearing roach nail polish. Like, deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. So I can wear frost lipstick? I think you can. Honestly, <sighs> I think it's about how you wear it. I think it's the attitude. I think, you own know. It. Own the frost. You kind of, yeah, you do. Like, I mean, I might show up in Bells tomorrow. Oh, like flare jeans. Yeah. Wait, so what was the verdict? Did you buy the flare jeans? Um, I bought a pair of Jankos instead. <laughs> Don't front, because I wore Jankos, and I would fully wear them again. I'm joking. And I'm going to bring back the wallet chain. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just I think, I think, honestly, um, I might go for like a, like a, a moderate flare at some point, but it was... Uh... So that's a good... Then there's, there's a takeaway. Maybe I should try frost, but not like a hard frost. Just like a little bit maybe in the yeah. center on top of another color. God, I'm like, getting so conservative in my old age. What's happening to us? I just, you know... <sighs> Yeah, and yeah. then you have body glitter everywhere. So you're okay. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I'd be curious what you guys think. We'll, we'll post a, yeah, a question. Yeah, a question. question. The people will respond. Yes.
Listener question, everyone. Listener question. You know I love a bit of listener question. Didn't I used to have a sound for that? Do, 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 do. Yes. Let's give that up. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I actually really related to this one. So Danielle, lovely Danielle, wrote in and she wanted to know, are there, she goes, I feel like there are a ton of tips and articles for those with hooded eyes. And that's that means the kind of um, eye where you kind of can't see the lid once you're like a heavy talking bra- to someone. The brow bone skin sort of comes yeah. over the lid a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like a hood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, like the eye makeup disappears. But never people with large eyes slash large eyelids. I'm talking like a lot of eyelidage. <laughs> eyelidage. <laughs> yeah. So um the so Danielle wanted to know. So I asked Fiona Styles, who we just adore, and she's always I feel like I love her because she's always up for a good time, but she will give practical advice too. You know, she's not like a you can do that, but you know, she it's like she's got a grip on reality. Mm-hmm. And she totally knew what this girl was talking about right away. And she said, you really want to minimize the real estate with eyeliner. I love Minimize them. the real estate. Yeah. So like your eyelids are the real estate. Listen, I've got huge eyelids. Like okay. this is why like this is so close to my heart. Yeah. I get what she means because when I wake up in the morning, it's like I feel like I'm looking at like a Muppet or like. Remember that week where you looked like you were sleepy all the time and you were like, yeah. no, it's just my lids. They're yeah, big. They're really big. And if I'm really tired, if the things aren't working out, you so, know, so I min- look like a Sesame Street character you know with those big like <laughs> yeah you know just where the blink comes yeah, down bl- and it's, yes. like, it's like a window shade closing. exactly so like it's like one fourth eye pupil like white bit three fourths like lid, lid. you're lidage. just looking at a lot of lineage right so that's not you know i think that could be actually quite sexy look at somebody like sophia loren look at uma thurman perfect example just okay. popped into my head penelope cruz there is no nothing to be upset about Danielle. I mean, also makeup artists, like they love us because they can basically Put like 52 like, colors yeah. on there. You got plenty of room. <laughs> yeah. So this is nothing to be um, ashamed about. And this is something that I don't even think you need to fix. Okay. Just do what you want to do. But, uh, something that Fiona recommended is using eyeliner to kind of create the illusion of less lid because you're, I love it the way she said it, minimizing the real estate. Okay. Um, she liked the idea of using, um, a darker color, but you don't want to go too dark because it could look very, um, I'm going to use this word now, a little hockey puckish. If you go too dark, when, okay. I, when I put like dark... Like a little Kate Middleton action. If you put like, I tried this, I mean, I'm, this is trial and error. I'm your guinea pig. I've tried like smoky dark grays, cobalts. Because we have so much lid, it looks like we've gotten like hit like it's in the not face. just lash line it looks end up like like eyeshadow yeah like, like the black yeah, holes okay. yeah um you can get away <laughs> with a lot of this that's not fiona fiona says you can get away with a lot of liner at the lash line and that's really good but a softer ground. color yeah. yes um she said that you really want to play with and i love this and I, i've been using this advice since i interviewed fiona last week about this Lots of taupes, lots of dusky colors because they're neither too light. Mm-hmm. Light is going to um, like kind of make the eye area look bigger. Yeah. And too dark, we just talked about. Big holes. You know, big holes. So those really yummy taupes, think like Celine, think like Chloe, think like those kind of like fashiony, yummy, expensive looking colors. Yeah. That's where you want to play. And as it, when it comes to shimmer, we just discussed, I love a bit of glitter. I love a bit of shimmer. Yeah. Sorry, restrain yourself. 
because that's going yeah, to... Yeah, because I remember back in, the, like, a year ago, we were talking about lids, and someone told us to pop the center of the lid with a little metallic right above the iris to yeah. open up the yeah. eyes. I feel like that's... Our friend Daniel. Daniel said that. Was it Daniel, Daniel Martin? Daniel Martin. Well, I feel like that's more for the heavy-lidded or smaller. Like, but for you, it's like you don't need to put... We don't need to pop so hard. You don't need okay. to pop so hard. <laughs> your lids are already popping. Exactly. But you, if you really, if you're like me and you do love, like I love my Charlotte Tilbury eyes to mesmerize, I don't use it. I don't, I don't smear it on over the whole lid. Like unless I really have like some, some darker like bit to kind of shade. Because yeah. if I just smear it all the whole lid, bam, it's the sun looking at you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, cause it's just so much like poppage. It's so much like. You're making this out to be like, like you're a jack-o'-lantern of like just two huge holes <laughs> well, in your face. I, well, I just need to explain to the people. Like, I you mean, know, we these, are they're helpful examples. Audio. Those but, are good tips. Yeah, Anything I, else? Um, I mean, taupe liner on the waterline or a light neutral brown on the waterline. I'm that's from Fiona personally. I have sensitive eyes, so I never line on the waterline. You do? Long time listeners had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm personally not saying go and do that, but um, Fiona says it works, Mm -hmm. and she is an expert. And curl your lashes. We we talk about this like crazy, but we'll also help your. Lashes, it will people. minimize the real estate because it's going You're hiding up. some of the lid. Exactly, hiding some of that lid. And it also just makes, you know, the thing about folks like us, heavy-lidded people, sometimes people think we're tired when we're just, like, looking at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're not mm-hmm. tired. We're just, like, that's our face. As Keep those lashes up. Keep them curled. What's your lash curler these days? Um, I've been using a Troy Seurat. And hot tip, my cousin actually told me this, and I felt like such a fool because, like, I'm supposed to be like, the big beauty editor. She's like, but how often do you change your lash pads? <gasps> And I was like, what? So I had to get some They lose their spring and you're not getting as good a curl. Yes. So That's a very... I forgot about that. It was such a practical thing. And I was like, I've had this Troy one for over a year. Do they sell sell refills? I'm going to be totally transparent. I asked our friends at Troy for some refills. Yeah. But she uses another brand's lash curler. She buys like five of them in the U.S. She doesn't live in the U.S., and she just, when she's done, she throws it out because they don't sell refills. But that's how important it is. Like, your your curler is worth zero. It, it's worth nothing if those pads are not fresh and buoyant and bouncy. And if you're using your lash curler once a day, just check them. Do you ever flip the pad? Because there's certain brands where, certain like... Certain brands you can. Yeah, and I... Some of them are ridged, so you can't. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think Shoot Me More is you can flip it. But I've been using. A I don't sh- know about Shoe. A Shiseido one, and you can't. It has like a yeah. ridge, like a pillowy top on sure. it, so it doesn't work the other way yeah. around. But very good advice. Um, yeah. So check your curlers. Get yourself a nice taupe palette. Maybelline makes a really nice one that is um, doesn't have any shimmer. The in it. city one. Yeah, the it's like city mini or something like that. Yeah. Chanel also makes a really nice one. I'll try to get that for you guys on the blog. Um, but, I mean, you don't need – they're pretty easy to find. Just, like, keep it satiny and creamy and matte. Cool. Thanks for the tips. Sure. Guys. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. I am so pleased, so pleased to welcome... Alessandra Alex <laughs> Steiner. She is a London-based beauty expert. She was the beauty director of British Glamour for over 10 years, if you didn't know. She has a wildly successful Instagram. She had her own MAC lipstick named after her. Longtime fans of the pod will know. We talked about it. And she's just launched her very first beauty range at Primark. Welcome, Alex. <laughs> Welcome, Alessandra. Alessandra. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks we got for having you on me. your last day in New York City. I yeah. know. Yes. I'm very excited. And uh, you know what? Actually, I heard. Come close to the mic. When you, um, Thank you. I heard, you know, I listened to the podcast when you talked about the lipstick, the mm. MAC lipstick. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just. It was really gorgeous. I thought it was one of the, I, I loved it. Like, I, that's when I fell in love with both of you because it was just like so irreverent and fun how you, <laughs> you talked about it. I don't it. know what I said. Because you basically, you were like, so this. So this girl, she's got like her lipstick. She's the beauty director of Glamour. Like, does this mean we could all have our own lipsticks? And I was like, yes. And I just, I thought it was so fun. I loved it. It's so weird Mac hasn't called yet, though. I'm not really sure what happened. Maybe, I don't know. Did they not get the message? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Um, But no, I, I mean... I'm so glad that you're here. We've kind of, you know, we've been following you. I've been watching your moves. And then when I saw that you had this bit, we'll talk about the big splashy Primark thing in a second. But anyway, I just want to start from the beginning. What I love about you, what I really love about you is I can't stand beauty editors that kind of act like this whole thing was just like, it's just so weird how it happened. Like, you know, fell into beauty or like they act like it's this like phase they're going through or, you know, it's just... If, I'm a journalist, but then they just yeah, made me they, write about lipstick. They take themselves <laughs> very seriously. Mean, not that you're not a serious person, but you know, there's kind of this thing that feels like they're like a self-hating beauty editor. Mm. And you, I know, have always loved beauty. Yeah. And you've like really, you embrace it and you can tell how much you're enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely love it. I remember when I was growing up, you know, I, um, I was, my grandmother, which was a fashion designer, like, in uh, in Austria but like more you know back in the day it was more like she had like a boutique fashion you know you mm-hmm. would kind of custom make clothes for like yeah. ladies who can afford it basically and um and I used to spend a lot of time with her when I was young like all my summers my parents were traveling and I remember sitting on the floor with all the seamstresses and they had all the Italian Vogues and Paris Vogues oh, and, wow. I, and I would kind of the hard stuff look yeah yeah but I mean you know and I was kind of would look through but for me, I was always more of like uh, on the plump side, you know, I was never really a skinny girl. And so I couldn't really identify with the models in terms of like the fashion, mm-hmm. but the faces was always something that I, I just always gravitated to. Oh, I, knew, I knew I liked you. That's, that's one of the main reasons I got so into beauty. I was very alienated by fashion, mm-hmm. although I loved fashion. I thought mm-hmm. maybe for a hot second I'd be a fashion designer. Jen and I, we talked about fashion plates. Mm-hmm. This was like an American mm-hmm. 
toy. Um, but beauty was always so much more democratic to me. It was so inviting. Keep that, going. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I say. I, I, I say exactly the same thing. I say I think it's way more democratic. And also then I remember as a teenager, I, would, um, I wouldn't have like, like rock stars on my walls or whatever posters, I would literally rip out Estee Lauder ads. You know those black and white ones? Yeah. The, the Polina Poristova. No, the Polina Poristova okay. ones. That, okay. I show my age now, but yeah. yeah I love okay. I love those. And then um, I remember I would just have that on my wall. And um, and I, I, I don't know. I just, my granny also had this uh, beautiful dressing table. I don't know if your grandmothers had those amazing dressing Look tables. Vanity, yeah. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. with like the three-way mirror. Uh-huh, I sure, mean, I sure. wish I had yeah. one of those. And uh, and she had all the like the Helena Rubinsteins and the Estee Lauder and Chanel number no. 5. She mm-hmm. always had Chanel number no. 5. That the time when you still had a signature fragrance. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I love that. And um and I would watch her, you know, do her makeup and and she's the first person who got me into skincare. So she when I was 13ish, she got me like a Clinique 3-step. Oh, and she was like with the soap always, in the sliding tray. Yes, and yeah. the and the the toner, Clarifying which obviously lotion. now you know I wouldn't use because of the alcohol. But you know, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, it's it's what I had, and um, and I loved the lotion, and I remember that was like my three, that was kind of my entry into it, and Your gateway skincare. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it was always you know, and then I would buy all the allures. You know, I own every allure. That Still? was ever. Uh-huh. I own every allure that wow. ever, like from the first edition, like the one really big one, mm-hmm. I bought them all up. So I, I was just like, I used to spend all my money, like when I was babysitting, I used to spend all my money on products. It was, it was a thing. I don't know. I just, um, I just loved it. And I felt like I'd, I'd do all my girlfriend's makeup, um, and this, I always, it's British Jess. You're British I know, Jess. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm refraining. I have to be honest. I kind of want to keep on jumping in and saying, me too, with the Estee Lauder I had to do it or, for you because it sounds like it, you. It, it, it's, it, it really, I mean, I know we have a lot in common, Sorry. Alex, but um, <laughs> it's really a bit weird actually hearing you say all this, but this is your interview and I don't want... Um, I didn't mean to jump in, but it was no, weird it's for actually, me too. No, it's really weird. I, I didn't want to jump in and to say me too because uh, that Did sounds... Did you like, also... Uh, this uh, they would sound fake if I said, if I kept on saying me too. And like I'm trying to be but a bit literally familiar. Everything she everything said. Everything you said is actually except mm-hmm. well, my grandmother, she was a seamstress in New York on Seventh Avenue. So she wasn't in like a fancy couturier or anything. And she had like a vanity too with you know Chanel number nineteen. There are small differences, but I also had all the Elizabeth Hurley black and white ads. Um on my, but I also had a lot of musicians too. I was like mm-hmm. both it was like ste- like alternating. Um <laughs> but anyway, it's it's really weird. But anyway, this is not about me. We are happy to have you here. So let me tell, let me ask you a little bit about, you know, we could have you here all day and ask about like, you know, and then you do this and that, then you do that. But a lot of people know you for your big beauty career mm-hmm. at Glamour. And you were there for 10, over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, at Kanye Nast, that is no easy task to be at one place in such a high position for such a long time. What do you think like, when you first started there, that was such a different time in media. And Jen and I, maybe I'm just being quite sensitive to it because Jen and I are in media. What was it like at the beginning of that? Ten years ago, it looks so different than the time you left, which was just last year, right? Mm, I left in March this year. Okay, in March, wow. yeah. so really not that long ago. Not, no, no, not that long ago. So you've seen such a really, in my opinion, a really interesting stretch of time in mm. beauty journalism. Mm. It's so interesting because... Um, you know, I started as an intern way, way back when at Mary Claire, which, you know, we all pretty much started as interns, I guess. I mean, that's kind of how yeah. you. 
And, um, you know, I had no connections whatsoever, like in London. I just kind of literally started at the bottom with like a big dream. And I remember... How'd you get in the door? Well, this is the thing. I wrote letters <laughs> to everyone. I got so many rejections. And then I got Mary Claire said yes. And when I, the day I got there, they were like, uh, well, there's no space in the beauty department. We're going to put you on reception. Oh, there were receptionists. And, and, oh, no. and, oh my God, and, they fired all of them and, in like the early 2000s. Well, and back then, you know, and this was not paid. I mean, nowadays, you you know, there's a minimal wage in the UK. So you have to, you pay, you pay interns. And so I was on reception. And I, I'm not going to lie, you know, no problem with being a receptionist, but that's a profession or it's a job or something. I didn't set out to do that. Mm-hmm. So they put me on reception. I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's fine. I've got a foot in the door. I'll make this work. And, uh, and yeah, disheartened, but I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this work. And I remember I was walking the, in London where the, where the offices were, it was the other side of the river. And I remember walking over the Thames every morning to get to the office. And every morning I would stop in the middle of the bridge and I would look out. It's so true. I would look out over the bridge and I'd say one day I'm going to be the beauty director of the biggest magazine in the UK. <laughs> one day, every day as a mantra. You know that kind of positive, yeah. which at the time I'd never heard of, read of. Mm-hmm. And literally I thought one day, I'm, and it was just like this determination and every day I was like, do I said it and I said it and I said it. So when Glamour came, so for, fast forward, when, you know, when Glamour called me, um, I was at Cosmo at the time. You know, Glamour in the UK for beauty, was the number one magazine. Wait, 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 wait. And can I get you to rewind for a second? Because I know people are wondering, <laughs> how did you get from behind the receptionist desk to... So, you know what it is? It's, it, it was, I was, I don't want to say the word lucky because I think women like to say the word lucky. I think I was fortunate mm-hmm. that, but not lucky. You know, I kind of made my own luck, but I had amazing people at the right time who, you know, helped me and they saw something. something and at the time it was a deputy editor at Mary Claire and she was like so what do you actually want to do I said well I want to be you know in the beauty department and so you know she then let me do so I ended up going to fashion actually I ended up being a fashion assistant in the in the cupboard which I hated but it taught me so much doing that you know I mean we all I think now with hindsight it's very easy to say well all the bad you know all the tough experiences made me who I am but mm-hmm. it's the truth you know it did yeah. and you know did I love ironing endless rays of white shirts which was never good enough no but did it give me a certain steely determination yes did I you know did I like the fact that I never brought the right froth in the cappuccino to my boss which I should but you know that I had to <laughs> run back and forth no but it taught me not to be like that so I think you I did learn from the bad experiences from the being treated not very nicely um you know you either become like that or you don't and I decided not to so mm. I decided to treat people properly but I so then there were some people you know who did recognize certain you know certain Passion. I think I, had, I was always very passionate. And also, you know, I was never, um, I was always willing just to do everything. You know, I was willing to help anyone. I was probably quite annoying because <laughs> I was always like, do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? <laughs> but then eventually this, this deputy editor, there was a position going somewhere else as a beauty assistant on a teenage magazine, which I'm not sure exists here, called Sugar. That was, it was no, like a teenage, it was a teenage, like 17 yeah. in the UK. And, uh, and, and, sh- and again, this was another lesson for me. You know, I had... I had ideas of grandeur, you know, obviously, like I said, I wanted to be the beauty director of the biggest magazine. So for me, being on a teenage magazine, I was like, oh, that's not where I want to be. But again, the lesson here, it's not always a straight line. 
Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have gotten to Cosmo. And if I hadn't been to Cosmo, I wouldn't have gotten to Glamour. So, you know, it's that thing of like, sometimes you think, oh, this is not really, this is not really the road I want to take, but maybe this is the road that'll get you where you need to be. And to be honest, I had some of the nicest time um, being on that teenage magazine. It was, it was lovely. And, you know, I met a lot of people that are still friends, friends today. So... Yeah. So when you got to Glamour, sorry, I talk okay. a lot. No, right. It's, no, it's right. So, 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 when, so when I got the call to go to Glamour, I was literally, I thought, like, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it now. I get a bit like it was, it was 100% my dream. You know what it was because it was over 30 pages of beauty a month. It was shooting as well because I style and I write in the. I do both yeah. and mm-hmm. I love both. You know, I'm I, I'm just such a. I love being on set. I love seeing creators create. You know, I love mm-hmm. collaborating with amazing makeup artists and people like that. So it was a, for me, it was a dream because it's the, it's the magazine where I could do everything. You know, I could direct shoots and I could write. Um, and, and you know, I was very lucky. The reason I was very happy at Glamour, uh, to answer your question, is because my editor-in-chief was a wonderful woman or is a wonderful woman. I'm just... <laughs> and, I, and, um, and a very encouraging... Uh, she was very straight in what she wanted, um, so it was very clear. Yeah. But equally, she was, she let you you kind of do what you're what you're good at. And you know another thing about you know being a beauty director for so long as well. You know, and this is this is true. You know, I I was never the best writer, but I can tell you a lot of people who are who in my mind are better writers than I am. I was never the best stylist. You know, I can tell you many people. You know, but. Um, I think when you have, I was always a very good all-rounder, you know, and also, like, very hardworking. Like, I don't think very few people can outwork me. So when you, you know, you left in March, how did, how do you feel, like, beauty editordom or the role or just the beauty industry? Yeah, why'd you leave? Yeah. I mean, you're, <laughs> well, you because like I've got a skincare line coming yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, 11 years, I, I literally, I honestly had some of the best times I just love so much I love being on a magazine and I still love magazines like with like so much that that's not something that goes but I think you know after this time there came a point where yes obviously the skincare line and you can't you cannot be an editor and have your own skincare line because you know that does put put into question kind of um Integrity. integrity. I mean, I mean, I still think I can be a good journalist having my own line, but you can't be an editor mm-hmm. on a magazine, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, because advertisers would probably have an issue with that. Um, but also I felt, you know what, it was time to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I feel like, not that I feel like I was fed up with it because I wasn't, but I did feel, you know, I'm not, I've never been afraid of change. And, um, and I think 11 years was a long time, but I always looked forward. I mean, I started Instagram. I think Instagram started six years ago. I started mine about five years ago because I could just see something that I enjoyed. So it was kind of like I always look forward. I don't ever look back. Yeah, you were one ever. of the first people, the, one of the first editors I saw on Instagram and really taking it seriously in a way that, 
I don't mean like you had like a strategy that was super clear, but it was like, this is Alessandra. This is what she does in Instagram. She does, you know, like her Sunday facial. Mm. She is showing you the lipstick that, you know, just came out that landed on her desk last week. Mm. And she's like wearing it on mm. Instagram. And you were, you know, brave enough. Not that, I mean, like, you know, you're beautiful. It's not like, oh, you're so brave, you know, but you know, to turn the camera onto your face and like talk to people versus just taking product, you know, pics and things mm. of events. So was this very strategic? Why did you decide to do this? It's because I'm just a really conceited egomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it was? No, you know what it is? It's like when I saw, to be, to be fair, the credit is when I saw Eva Chen, uh, at, who at the time was at Teen Vogue mm -hmm. as a beauty director, I think on Teen Vogue. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing what she was doing on Instagram and I was like, hmm, you know, that's interesting. Like I, I liked, I kind of, I'm always very curious. That's the other thing with me. I'm always want to learn something. I'm curious. I look mm -hmm. what other, you know, what's going on. And so I saw what she was doing and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then my thing was, you know what? I'm not about sharing my fashion so much. I do a bit more now, but even though it's always a pair of jeans and a, a sweater, but, um, it was like more about how can I how can I have a, a conversation with my reader because working on a monthly magazine I always felt I wrote my I wrote my articles and my features and then someone else reads it but that's one way mm -hmm. you know and I that's why I started the Ask Alex thing because I I'm so chatty you know I wanted to as you can as you notice so <laughs> I really wanted to have that conversation and I and I just felt oh this would work for me you know and I yeah. thought oh this is and this is the thing with Instagram it's like it's it's not. Yes, I look at what other people are doing, but then you got to do what suits you. And for me, I was like, okay, ask Alex, ask me questions. And I love it. Like still now, like, I love when people ask me questions. And then the Sunday facial, I was like, okay, how can I? Skincare is such a like, and actually more now than ever, the confusion is real. Like yeah. it's beyond. I'm still confused by it's, like Desiem. It's beyond. <laughs> she doesn't going, mean the leadership. She means the No, products. no, I, mean, I went to the store the other day with a friend. I was like, he's like, what should I buy? I'm like... I don't know. <laughs> it is, but I mean, it's become so much more complicated. And that's how the Sunday facial started because really it was more about, okay, let me, let me talk through products. Let me explain products. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and this is because this is again, the kind of beauty editor I was, God, it sounds like, but I mean, or I am or whatever you want to call it. It's like, I'm always about product. I love product. Before we, we want to ask about skincare and product mm -hmm. before we do that, because this is just like, I'm a lucky Lou and I watch your Instagram and I'm <laughs> like, how does she always look so good? And even when you have no makeup on, cause like if you're doing a facial or like you're on vacation in like Scandinavia and I'm like, what the hell? So my question is, are you a heavy Photoshopper? Well, I already see, got the answer when you well, walked in the door. Well, you but. see my face, you tell, like you, I have no makeup on today. Okay. Crazy. So here's what my question is, because are those brows real? My brows are not real. microbladed. My brows are real. My lashes are extensions right now, but not not normally. But, and so, are you like very good about upkeep, like keeping them waxed or like? I feel like you never have like an off week. Like okay. your look is consistent. Is yeah. what I'm trying so to say. So you mean boring? No. <laughs> but I feel like Jess and I look like different people every time we try and take a picture with a guest. Like you know, sometimes my hair's up, sometimes it's down. Brows yeah. are scraggly. Brows aren't. You know what it is? I from you've got a look. Okay. I. You know what? Teach I, me. I, I have. Okay. The full truth is I have the worst roots right now and I have so much color wow. You know the root chut chut oh, yeah, from yeah. color wow yeah. in my hair. I the can't powder I one. can't even yeah. tell you. Yeah. The thing is this is that um, I'm like the way I dress and also the way I'm never I'm not someone who looks wildly different. Yes. So yeah. I'm always kind of quite similar, but I like it's a very classic like like I said I'm not wearing makeup right now. 
I feel super happy not wearing makeup. You know, I'm not someone who always has to. But equally, when I do wear makeup, it's probably like an enhanced version of this. So I don't really look that different. Um, The thing with... with, Okay. okay. The, The maintenance is this. It's like, I'm actually very... Reg, I'm quite high maintenance to be low maintenance. I've written this story. Yeah. Tell me more because I think so, this is genius. So basically, <laughs> when I do my color, I I do my Come next... closer to the mic. When I do my color, you, yes. my next appointment's already, you know, in the diary. So okay. having been on tour now for three weeks, basically, with, you know, the whole skincare and everything, I haven't had my... I haven't been able to do my roots. And now I'm darker with my How hair. How often do you go? Well, I, I usually go every... Well, three weeks. But now it's been like four weeks, basically. Okay. And, um, and it freaks me out. Like, for me, like, if, if you take everything away so from you me and your... you say one thing, it will be getting my roots done. Because okay. I've been gray since I was quite young. And it's like... <sighs> so, for example, like my... Every Sunday, I have a blow dry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And every Sunday I have an LED therapy in London at this place called the Light Salon. So that's mm. I'll do that and then I'll get my blow dry. My nails are it's all like scheduled basically. You're consistent. I'm is consistent. What it is. It's constantly it's like I know like, But then in the morning you probably just wake up and you're good to go. Yeah, I get ready in five minutes. So is Sunday is Sunday your beauty day? Sunday is you know what? The Sunday facial is a real thing. I actually do it. Like I don't always do every routine I talk about because for instance when I talk about a, blemish, a routine for blemished skin, that's not my skin type, right. you know? So, um, but like, when I fly back tomorrow, Saturday, when I'm back on Sunday, I'll definitely do a jet lag face, you know, Sunday facial routine for 100%. But do you do, real. like, so you do your blow dry yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. What day is manicure day? That's kind of more like, okay, so in this case now, uh, I mean, it's a pretty much a disaster. Um, I'm back. When I'm back, so I'm back on Monday. So I'll, I'm in, I think, on Tuesday. Okay, so hair, nails. Yeah. How often do you go to the light salon? Every every week. Wow. This is how you do it. But then I don't do. But then, like we spoke about earlier, like I do all. It's all high maintenance to be low maintenance. Back in the end. sense that <laughs> I don't really do. You know, I don't like I don't have Botox. Like I'm, you know, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm definitely like the hair, the nails are done. What's do you get your brows done? Because your brows are really good. I get them threaded, but I do it as little as possible because Tom Fisher, the makeup artist, once mm-hmm. said to me years ago, I said, Oh, I love it. I want to be that like cool kind of whatever girl. And he said, Well, you need to be less your brows need to be less done. Because they used to be very sharp. Oh, sharp. sharp. Yeah. So now I kind of just go like still a lot clean-ish. a lot less. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what he means though, like when they're too sharp, it doesn't look good. You know, it, it looks kind of aging. Mm-hmm. Mine used to be, I've not even too long ago, not even too long ago, I saw a photo. They were very sharp. I feel like we had a guest come on too and was like, maybe just soften up the arch a little or something. I don't I remember that guest, but I, I, <laughs> I don't remember that guest. But I feel like I just started going to a different person. Oh, and that's then, what it was. I remember, what, I remember who was and who. Then, I've noticed a difference in photos, but they can go very feral very quickly. But for me, switching from waxing to threading made a big difference. Really? Yeah, because waxing gives you a really sharp edge because obviously it's much harder. Whereas threading, which is very popular in London, threading, it's it's a lot softer. And also, I I, I don't, I like, I literally, as you could, well, people can't see, but I, I just kind of put my fingers through and brush them up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look good. I like those brows. Now we'll talk products. Okay, yeah. so let's get to the main event. First, tell people what Primark is, too, because I didn't know what that was. 
Do you want to go? Yeah. So Primark. These two Brits here. No, I, like, love I'm not, I love it. I love it. I have to say, no, I have to say yeah. Primark is, you could compare it to Target is what I would it's say. It's cheaper than Target. It's, mu- it's much cheaper. It's much less cheaper. So what's a comparison then? There is none. Oh, okay. Like I feel like Primark, <laughs> <laughs> I guess like Target would be like the most logical comparison. And I have to tip my hat to Primark because I feel like they've gone like Target. When Target came out, people like went crazy. Well, Target been around for a long time. And then in like the early 2000s, they had a really big like renaissance because they started hiring designers like Todd Oldham and people mm-hmm. like that to like rebrand them. And as, people like, called design. it Target. Yeah. Like, yeah. It well, was, Primark's called Primarni. So there we go. That's why I'm doing the comparison so, because that's maybe... Maybe that's why I did it. Yeah. But but there's still the the like the price like the the price is still so much lower. Like I went to Scotland last year. I was freezing. I got a hat, gloves, and scarf for like under seven pounds. The yeah. whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Like that's crazy town. So yeah. that's like ten dollars. And and it was fine. They were so cute. People yeah. like I wore the hat around town. People like is that rag and bone? <laughs> I'm not joking. I left it. In the, I lost it in a cab. I'm still so upset. It was a little pom pom hat. So oh, cute. I liked the pom pom hat. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like freezing to death. I'm like the only moron that brings like one pair of gloves to Scotland. To Scotland. <laughs> you know what? I'm 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 the, I'm the moron that doesn't that doesn't have a, an umbrella when I walk around <laughs> London. So you know, I should know better. But, but anyway, so mm. lots of value for money, and definitely getting way more like hot in that design tip take it away tell us about your line yeah (laughs) yeah so so basically so in 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 england ireland and europe in general yes primark is is a very big kind of uh high street retailer um and it's known for fast fashion Mm -hmm. uh for sure um and i was working uh as a consultant you know a lot of beauty editors consult for brands um and i was working as a consultant for them for a number of years and mainly on makeup and then um I guess because of my passion for skincare, you know, I was like, okay, one day I, we're having a meeting and I said, you know, what about your, I love working on the makeup, but what about skincare? And they're like, well, you know, we, we have skincare and it's perfectly fine. It's just not our focus. And, uh, and I remember saying to them, but skincare is the future of makeup. And this was over two years ago when obviously, you know, we as beauty editors knew about you know, the Korean trend being strong and, and brands like Glossier, you know, doing really well. And then on the, uh, on the affordable side of things, obviously the ordinary, um, you know, clearly, uh, I think did create a pri- quite a big impact in terms of, uh, the, the affordability of products and, and say, and showing that you can create quality, you know, that isn't, uh, breaking the bank. And so I thought, you know what, I feel like there is, a way to do it in maybe a simpler way. Um, something that's, um, I wanted to do full formulas. I wanted to do, um, offer an option of something that's already a finished product, you know, not that you have to mix, mm-hmm. mix and match things so much. And, um, anyway, so they, the, the Primark went away and thought about it and came back to me and said, let's, let's look at this. What's the name of the line? Alex Steiner. I know. I just want to make sure people knew. <laughs> no, because, you know what? Because I actually didn't think, I. it's a good question because I was like, I was. I thought, when I thought about the idea, I meant for them, you know, as a consultant, I was going to do behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's yeah. something like private yeah. label yeah, the way yeah, you're yeah, describing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, that's exactly right. And I so I was like, um, so I thought of doing that. And then they said, no, but we'd like to do it with you. And, and I was a bit floored, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, because I was a bit like, Okay, that's amazing. And remember, I was still 
at the magazine at the time, right? Right. So this was a decision for me to make as well in terms of, because I knew once that came out, you had to, I had to go. I mean, you know, you yeah. have to be, what's fair is fair. So, you know, it took us two years to get here. But it's interesting too, because a lot of these uh, people who have a name as a social influencer or beauty editor or whatever, they do color. Mm-hmm. Like Huda Beauty mm-hmm. or like, I, mean, I can't, I, I can mm-hmm. name all the influencers that have color lines. Mm-hmm. Jaclyn Hill. Yeah, all yeah, of them. They all or they do, do the, a collab. They do but they're makeup the people though. But right. they're makeup background. You're a skin girl. You know. So is that why you did skincare? Because that's your love and you do... And and that's who you are, or honestly, smart business. I mm, I thought you're being very kind. I didn't think of smart business. For, for, I honestly, what it is, the the true answer is, I like the road less traveled. Hmm. So what I mean by that is, I'm not someone. I don't want to do something that's been done in a way. Like I say, I'm very uh, honest about about. I'm very open. I mean about like referencing my inspiration mm-hmm. of how I thought about it. Yeah. But I didn't want to copy something. So the and I didn't want to do something that is out there. Like if I'd done Do you want to do a naked eye palette? Well <laughs> but you know if I done that's the but that's Neutral. the point. But, I see it. But you know like there it's it's twelve that, in a row. Yeah. And also I'd worked on the makeup for Primark. Okay. And, and it okay. was and it was out there and they did a good you know it's Why what, just put my name on it's the same what thing? it is. Yeah. And I'm like, well whereas this is an offering that is really, really different in the sense that you're getting products that are between four and a half and six and a half dollars, but you're getting something that is cruelty-free certified. And I really insist on that because we have the Leaping Bunny, you know, accreditation, which means that the product, it's not just the final product that's cruelty-free. It's every single ingredient that's in the product has never been tested and on yeah, an they're animal. They're real that's like hard asses. Yeah, yeah, that's really important. That's a massive distinction because yeah. I think there's a lot of consumers don't know what it actually means because just to say you're against animal testing is like saying you're against peppermint tea or you're against, <laughs> it just means <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know. So we have the accreditation. They're vegan-friendly because um, I think, you know, that is something that consumers definitely are looking for. They don't want products with, you know, that much um, with animal derivatives in it. And also, I don't think it's necessary. They're also, and then the editor came in, you know, mm-hmm. they're sulfate-free. There's no phthalates. Um, is that because you're worried or concerned about what those will do? Well, I don't think those are ingredients that I want to put on my face. Sulfates, phthalates. Um, I think also for me, what was important, parabens, obviously, but I mean, that's something nobody wants a paraben in there. Um, I think for me also the packaging, I wanted it to be no jar packaging because of cross-contamination. So everything is in airtight mm-hmm. pumps. And it was also, you know, it was it was offering the kind of um, products that as editors maybe you know, I, I would look at that I'd want, but offering it at an affordable price point. There's also no fragrance mm-hmm. and there's no essential oils. Not because I'm against essential oils, but essential oils in order to be good have to be of a very, very high end you know, and you couldn't get quality. the price that you were looking no, for. No, and and, yeah. and also and also you know what? Some essential oils can be irritating for some people. And my whole philosophy is skin barrier protection. So these products, I wanted to do something, you know, that is that is safe, but still, you know, effective. Can you get it in the States? Yes. So you, there are, uh, I think there are like nine Primarks so far at the moment, but it's available in Brooklyn and in Boston cool. at Primark. You, so how do you, when people, when you introduce yourself to people now, are you like, you know, do you call yourself a beauty expert? Do you call yourself a brand founder? What, how, what's your like elevator pitch? Your lift pitch. I say you can. You may call me your Majesty. Um, <laughs> I'm the queen. I, um, Beauty. I, uh, you know, I I feel like I'm a journalist 
first and mm-hmm. foremost. And I know like people are like, oh, you can call. But the thing is, I'm not an editor on a magazine anymore. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But the journalism is not a job. You know, that that's a, that's a trade. Like that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You know, yes, I, I do product now with a brand. But I still, you know, all those years of of, of, of crafting and, and, you know, and I, you know, I go, to, I still work with other brands, you know, totally. this is not for me also, the, the thing about the line is what I want to also, you know, kind of open up a bit is this fact of like, it's all about mixing and matching, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying to claiming to anybody that all I use is this. Mm-hmm. I mix and match. Yeah. I still like, I've always liked Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair. I love it. I will always use that product. It works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many products, like I love Dr. Gross products. I love, you know, there's a bunch of products that I love that I will still use. And it's about incorporating, you know, yeah. different products yeah. into a routine. As like being still a journalist and obviously making content for people, not just products, what's exciting to you in the beauty industry right now? It doesn't have to be in the skincare world, but, and also on the other side. What are you so over? Ooh. She hasn't answered. No, you like, want to get me into trouble? Um, no, I'm. You know what? I'm over. I am. I am over bullshit marketing because I do think. I do think. Um, you know, I, I want people to be to be. I think you can be honest and have integrity and bring out products. And I think there's a lot of people that are. There mm-hmm. are a lot of people that are mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do think the consumers now are, are definitely calling out, like, when people say, like, claim things that aren't right. Like that, greenwashing, that's what I mean. it's well, natural, like, it isn't. Like, like things, yes, and things also like, you know, uh, like I said, about, about being cruelty-free and not tested animals. Well, y- being against it doesn't mean anything. Like, you yeah. know, being, I think things like that. I think um, clean beauty, there is no official definition of what clean beauty is, mm-hmm. so... So saying, yeah. it. so what is it? Right. You know what no, I mean? Right, like right. when someone says to me, but is your product clean? I'm like, well, what do what you is, mean? What does that mean? You know, I think we have to be a bit more, you know, communicative with people and, and in the sense, be honest. And also like, you know, making claims that don't exist. You know, we all know that, that there's a limitation to what skincare can do, but then there's also a limitation to what injectables can do. You mm-hmm. know, to me, you know, if someone says, you know, is, does your cream get rid of wrinkles? I'll say no cream. Get, get rid, of wrinkles. rid of wrinkles, but but yeah. also manage expectations. Yeah, Be honest, yeah. you know. And I think that's the thing. Like, like I, th- I know we all want to believe in the magic, and we all want to believe in the miracle. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think being a bit more realistic and accepting that, you know, for me, I without without a doubt, I think skincare absolutely can make a difference. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like working out. You know, it's the same thing for me. Like, I don't love working out, so I don't have the body necessarily of like an athlete because I don't like working out but if you want to have if you want to change your body or be healthier or whatever you have to work out consistently and it's the same thing with your skin it's what you do day in day out in the long term however you know well that gives you healthy beautiful skin however if if someone has you know has like deep frown lines Mm -hmm. no cream is going to get rid of that so if that's something that bothers you there's no problem with getting injectables you know I just I think let's be a bit you know more honest be a bit more honest about stuff like that what do people not know about you you're on insta they think they know you they think they're very intimate with you and all that but like is there something weird that like we don't know like what do you like offline like do you like I don't know like wear sweatpants all the time or like eat lots of frozen pizza oh god that's, you know what? She's glam. She you know, eats frozen pizza. Oh no, I don't eat frozen pizza, but I eat a lot of ice cream. <laughs> but you know what? It, it what people don't, and they often because when I, okay, I definitely have like um, 
you know, I, I, I have definitely have a face when I put, when I do my, when I take my selfies, it's mm-hmm. like, I have an angle, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. like most people do. And I have an angle. Yeah. And what yeah, people, I haven't figured and, out. And mine. What, <laughs> but what people say to me, what they do say when they see me doing lives or yeah. when they catch a story that like, they didn't realize that I'm actually, well, they, well, if I say so myself, that they, <laughs> that they don't realize I'm actually funny, that I actually have a personality. I think sometimes I can, if you just see a still of me, like I literally oh, have a stupid, I was like, if they watch a video. Like, yeah, I have, I have a, mm, I do have a very like, yeah, you, you know, I have, a, I don't smile. Like, I don't, like my dad will say to me when he, he doesn't have Instagram, but he'll like look when my brother shows him or someone, whatever. Mm, yeah. And he's like, that's not you. Like my dad literally says, that is not you in the picture. I'm like, no, no, dad, you're not being funny. He's like, no, that isn't. I said, no, dad, that is me. So right. in the sense that he says, but you're not smiling. And I was like, uh, because I'm so in real life, I'm so expressive. I'm so smiley. Right. I think that's, um, that's, so that's one thing. But I mean, I, I think that's maybe not what you want. What is something no, that people don't true. know about me? People don't like know. Like you're like smiley and fun. That I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually super expressive. <laughs> and that, you know, and I, sw- I do swear a lot, even though I try to control myself. Um, but I think, you know, I definitely, I share a lot. I don't share my private life very much. Okay, okay. So I definitely don't really I mean you see glimpses of my family um and uh but I don't really share like I want to be open but I don't I don't really share like who I'm dating I did I did once and I kind of regretted it we heard that from Jacqueline Hill she was just like you let people in and then it's just but it's more also you know what it is for me it's more the fact that I chose this Mm mm-hmm they didn't. But the other person yeah. didn't necessarily. Yeah. And and I don't want to be an Instagram couple. That's not what I what I want to be. You know, yeah. I want to talk about mm-hmm. beauty. I want to be an expert. You know, Alex so Steiner man. It's not a- about Alex Steiner man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kinda like um but yeah. but that's the kind of thing. But things I mean, I'm sure there there are things no, that people is... don't know about me, but maybe maybe they don't wanna know about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but before you go, we talked a lot of product, but like yeah. beauty editors are the best people to ask the last yes. questions that we always ask. Like what's okay. in your, not your kit, but okay. your makeup case. Okay. Oh my God. There is a Besides lot. Besides Alex Steiner. But for no, primer. No, 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 no. I mean like totally. I mean, like I said, I even like skincare. I'm, I, I mix like so much stuff, but. Would you our, pack for New York? Like, Okay. We- Hourglass Foundation Vanish Stick. Okay. Oh, is, is that the one that's like a triangle? It's a of? triangle. It is beautiful. I resisted it because, like I said, I'm comfortable being without, like yeah. I am now. But that foundation, I thought, oh, it's in a stick. And it's I'm thinking pancake. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. It is beautiful. My friend Nikki Makeup, she's a makeup artist. Um, she literally showed me how to use it. And it does the most, it literally makes your skin look. What is there a different way of using it? Incredible. Yeah. Well, you use it with a brush. And I'm an old-fashioned oh. finger kind of yeah, apl- yeah. Apl- apply kind of. But you use it with a brush. And I use the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood, the double-ended mm-hmm. one. Uh-huh. And I just Familiar. buff it in. And you just you use a tiny bit. So it you is, swipe it on and then buff? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you, very little. Like you, you're oh, spare. It's, okay. It makes your skin look divine. Okay. So that I'm obsessed mm. with that. How do you and keep that your brush. foundation on? I'm just like asking everyone now because I put on primer sometimes, but maybe I just touch my face too much. My foundation's off by 3 p.m. But as you've noticed, my I touch my face a lot. So yeah. This is a problem I have mm-hmm. hugely because I'm so like <laughs> expressive. expressive. And I don't like powder because my skin's dry yeah, right you don't too. want to set it so, so what, what i do is yeah, i so do? so under eyes i use the secret brightening powder by laura mercier because my fa- my concealer always run like literally is the one that like by four o'clock so you it's do like powder here. it then. so i powder under the eyes mm. with that and that is super super sheer and then i will take um 
the Laura Mercier, the new translucent glow. Mm -hmm. And I'll take a big brush, which I will shake off and then literally just powder very, but with whatever's, you know, whatever yeah. you shake off. I'm, I'm gesticulating, which doesn't work on a podcast. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and I literally just put it like on areas where I, so I'll put it under my cheekbones because I like to contour. Okay. okay. So I'll put it there, put it around here. Uh, sorry. Around the top. Uh, of around the top temples, uh, like the outer edges and my chin, but like, the middle part, but I don't have a lot of oil in my face. So the yeah. middle part stays clean. Glowy or a okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but I mean, does it stay put? You know what? But this is a very European thing, mm -hmm. I think. We like to look a little bit imperfect. You know, a little yeah. bit imperfect. Oh, I definitely look imperfect. But, <laughs> no. but, yeah. but then, you know, I always have bronzer. So I always have the Charlotte Tilbury, uh, her bronzer. And I swear this is film, your film star you bronzing guys glow. Lost yeah. at I'm birth. obsessed with that bronzer. I'm obsessed with that bronzer. <laughs> I wish. And I, I was high fiving her. That's not what you wanted to do. <laughs> and I was doing like a mime. Yeah. Like, wait, like, is that, that you? Like, yeah. I, like, I wish you guys love that product. It's a little bit weird. You guys are like sisters across the pond. I, I love it. Hey, Alex. That makes me happy. <laughs> but I love that weird. bronzer. And I love it because it's good because I'm not naturally tan. You're pale. Yeah. And I mean, I fake tan a lot. Tan Lux fake tan love. I'll never figure out how to fake but um, oh but that bronzer for me is like life, and I think sometimes when I that bronzer is almost like a fixing powder, yeah, but yeah. not. So I love that. Oh, I love I love old <laughs> pinky nude. So I love this Bobby Brown art stick called um, oh, that chubby crayon? brown berry, yeah. which is great. Okay. And then when I do go poop poom, it'll be like a red. And in that case, Wait, when um, you go what? When <laughs> I when I go a bit poo poom, like when like I have out. to do, when I have to do something when I like I can't be bothered <laughs> with doing like normally I'll do. I love that. No, but you know a bit. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard va va boom. Jazz like, it up. Poo -poo. The poo -poo. I felt like is she talking about like dying or no. is she like is she or her like plumes no. coming out no. like you know feathers. Poo -poo. Like, she's poo -poo. gotta bring it. When I have to bring it, I'll do. <laughs> I like it'll be a red lip. Is that like a British thing or an Alex thing? I no, think I just came up with that because I'm literally like <laughs> Friday night. We've got our episode beyond. title for sure. <laughs> <laughs> when I poom it, um, oh my gosh. so that'll be a we, red lip. Which which reds do you like? <laughs> I'm dying. So it's uh, YSL Le Rouge number one. I love. Oh, the classic. classic. Yeah, I oh, love wow. that one. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're making me. You're cracking. And there's a Nars one that I like, but it's in a pencil. Again, one I of those forgot. velvet matte. I forgot thing? which the one, velvet the thing. The shade of it. Dragon red. But I like a like a bright. Okay. If I'm gonna go for it. Um, hair and fragrance, and then then you can yeah. go yeah, then you can back go. to London. <laughs> then you can, then That's you can it. Go, I can't talk then more. You can go poom, <laughs> back on I'm the plane. Kidding. So hair, I'm super crappy at doing my own hair, and I'm not gonna lie about this. I do get my blowouts, and yeah. as we did, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I, when I do it myself, there's two things. It's either wash it, and I usually use well, I'll always wash it, but it's a Christophe Robin. Mm -hmm. I like his products. And he has like a, a ro rose water shampoo and conditioner. Mm. I also like a brand called Color Wow. Mm -hmm. They yeah. do great shampoos and conditioners. Oh, oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been yeah. using them. Yeah, they're really good, yeah. I think. And they're um, really shiny. Yeah, yeah, and they're ingredients I like. No um, silicones, mm, no nothing. Yeah, which I think is, is you know, really good on for hair. And then I will towel dry, center part, and I will spray in like uh, the Philip B. One of the, it's a Philippi, uh It smells of orange flower uh, spray. Oh, nice. The one with the black label. It's so oh, beautiful. No, it's a white one. label. It's it's a hydrating. It's a leave-in hydrating spray. Philip we'll B does we'll find beautiful it. We'll put products. It on the blog, whatever it is. 
I'll, I'll spray that through, comb through, twist it, put in a low bun, let it air dry. Oh, this is a good so that, method. Okay. And that's the way to then get the waves because I'm really incompetent. Okay. Yeah, and then if I too. have to, if I'm in a rush, I'll use a Dyson hair dryer, mm-hmm. which I think works and doesn't yeah. make my hair frizzy. Yeah. And then there's a new Dyson tool, that the tool that, that... Yeah, it's going to be crazy. That, that <laughs> We've been asking everybody so, about it, but nobody has their hands on it yet. Well, I do. So I had... Oh, I had, I had Alex. Yeah. yeah. So one. I got it in... Um, yeah, Jason, I got I'm it. Still waiting. Yeah. And what's the fragrance? She'll never tell. <laughs> no, no. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so frag. Oh, fragrance. Okay. Well, I'm not a signature fragrance so much. Like I definitely have. Uh, I've worn Jill Sanders Sun, which I don't know if you guys oh, know. Yeah. Oh, old school. Jill Sanders Sun. Oh, since, so warm since and I was delightful. a teen. Wow. Oh, you know. Since yeah. I'm a teenager. I don't see wow. it in the states no. anymore. And you can't buy it in the UK, but you know where it's big. TJ Maxx in Germany. Yeah, well, she's they German. Say, yeah, it's a German brand. It's top oh, three right. in yeah, Germany. She just got yeah. German on it. <laughs> it's top three in Germany and oh, Austria. Wow. Interesting. So whenever I go back to Germany or Austria, I literally like the duty free is my friend. You know, so I literally buy. Tons of it. So Jill Sanderson is the one I've worn the most consistently. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I love, like, Cohen Mondel by Chanel in winter. I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah, the warmth of the yeah. amber. Um, at the moment, I'm liking uh, the new Cartier. The It's called Carrot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that uh, it's crystally. That's really, I think that's pretty one. for something light. Uh, I lo- You know, Serge Normand did a fragrance, which was called Ahava, which I love. Again, I'm a winter summer fragrance mm-hmm. person, so I change it like in that way. Mm-hmm. But I always say that Coron Mondel by Chanel is my power perfume. So I remember when I was at Glamour, I had it on my desk. And whenever I had one of those meetings, you know, when you have a meeting where you know you're going to have to, it's going to be a tough meeting yeah. mm-hmm. or when you have to really get an idea through or Pa-poom. when you just need a bit of papoom <laughs> and you need a bit of courage. Yeah, that would, I would call it my power perfume that I would spray that on. I'd go, right, let's go. Come on. You know, it would yeah. give me. Yeah. And I think perfume has that. Totally. ability to make you feel so it always made I was I was like I would sit straight you know I'd yeah. be like mm, I can do this but I have so like I I'd honestly have so many but those are the ones I'll kind of always go go back to but for me like also growing up and we talked about how you know I got into it and all that but I feel like sometimes it's so easy to criticize beauty and women for liking makeup and for liking skincare and all that but you know and I'm this is not some kind of pseudo feminist speech I'm going to make but genuinely I I've seen so much positive you know in this industry but also whenever I talk because I you know through my through my Instagram I'm very fortunate that I get to speak to a lot of Mm -hmm. women and I also know what it feels like for I don't know what it feels like but I I I can understand what it feels like for someone you know when you have acne how, you know, some girls will say to me, I don't want to go to school because mm-hmm. I feel so, I, I, I don't want to go on a date because I feel ugly. I don't feel, you know, and so it's not just about like frivolous crap, which is fine too, by the way. But, you know, there is a real depth to it too. Yeah. And I think one has to accept both. And it's like the both are two sides of a coin that makes a whole. And I think for me, like, it really is a lot about the self and about like, how you feel about yourself. And I definitely know, and like I said, it's not some sad sob story. I'm not like some, you know, supermodel who says like, I was really ugly and fat and, and, and heckled at school. I wasn't heckled in school. You know, I wasn't. I mean, but I was always a bit more on the plump side. I did have my my kind of issues. You know, I always had decent skin, but we all have growing up as teenagers or little insecurities and, and not feeling quite right and we don't fit in whether it's your height your size your eye color your hair color whatever mm-hmm. it is that it is but for me beauty has always been a very 
positive and happy place that always made me feel good. And, you know, now I talk in a, you know, look, I would have, if you said to my 13-year-old self who was looking through the magazines, who had the Estee Lauder on the wall, you know, that I would be in New York, you know, talking to really top, top editors about my product, going to all the magazines, you know, Bazaar, Marie Claire, Vogue, Glamour, and I'd be sitting there. You know, when I went to Allure the other day, I literally had shivers up my spine. Mm. And I was thinking, I had a moment when I was waiting to be called up to see Michelle, the editor. I had a moment when I was thinking, my 13-year-old self would have not in a million years believed that I would be able to be here one day, Mm -hmm. just in this office, to speak to all these people. So I think, you know... There is so much, and this is on a professional level, but but also like on a personal level, you know, all these products, you might think, oh, it's all superfluous. No, it's not. You know, it's brought me a lot. And it's and, and I think for a lot of women and men as well, but, you know, I mainly talk to women. I do think it's it's so important that when I say self-care is one of the first step in healthcare, it really is. And we talk a lot about mental health, but, you know, especially in the UK, I mean, I'm sure in the US as well, mental health is a huge yeah. issue. But I mean, just taking care of yourself. And you know what, if that is a face mask, that's not something stupid. It Absolutely, isn't yeah. because it is something that that's why the Sunday facial, you know, yeah, it's the time that I take for myself, you know, and I think as women, especially again, I can only speak for women because I'm one myself, but as women, especially, and that's what I hear as well. Everyone's always before you, everyone, whether it's the boyfriend, the family, the dog, the boss, you're never <laughs> first. Yeah. You are never or what first. they think of you. you know, yeah. You are yeah. never, you always put everybody in front of you. Oh, I'll do this. I'll do that. So in a way for a lot of us, you know, the only time when really we put ourselves first is when we have that moment in front of the mirror. When you think about your day, from the moment you get up to the time you go to bed, whether you get up and you think about work and you're in an email, that's not about you. That's about your job, right? And then you make breakfast or whatever you do. It's that moment when you are in front of that mirror, when you're cleansing or applying your makeup or removing it, whatever it is you're doing, that's the only time, really, when you put yourself 100% first. Maybe also if you go to the gym, let's say, but it really is about you and you in that mirror. So for me, that is self-care, and mm-hmm. that's not a bullshit. I don't think Mike we could, yeah, I don't think there's anything we can Pa-boom. add to that. Alessandra, thank, you. thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks for having Worth me. Worth the trip? Oh my God, it was like amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's time to raise a wand. Okay, what you raising a wand to this week? A makeup wipe. Okay. Three types of makeup wipe, actually. What? Okay, you know Earth Therapeutics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't they get more love? They have everything. Whenever you're, like, doing a story, you need, I need a loofah. I need a body brush. I need whatever. They make, yeah. like, they make good, like, spa products. Yeah. But I don't often think of them for, like, a skincare product or product product. I didn't know they made any skincare Well, products. here you go. So they have this, I don't, K-Aesthetics. I, if they're trying to do, like, K-Beauty with K, I don't know what they're doing with that. But they're K-Aesthetics um, makeup wipes and you get a set of three retinol tea tree and collagen are the different flavors <laughs> just kidding tips. but what i love about them is i actually been using the retinol ones but look at the size of this oh, they're really little it looks like the size of those kleenex tissue packets and even the wipe inside is maybe half the size of a makeup wipe i feel a little guilt using makeup wipes because i'm like you throw them away mm-hmm. you're making more mm-hmm. trash in the world yeah. But I love those because they're, I only, sometimes you just need to clean up a little mistake and they're not too oily, but the size of them fits so good. You could put that in your wallet and you get, how many is in there? Each of the three? 
I don't know. I'm not sure, but, but like 15, 15, 15, 15 in that little packet. It also says Korean beauty manufactured in Korea. Oh, okay. So, so maybe they yeah, are a Korean company. Korean. Look at me doing bad reporting. No, anyway, you get three it. sets of the 15 mini packs for $7.99. That's pretty good. Yeah. And they're good wipes. Like I'm into them. Nice. No stingy. Very nice. Yeah. Wipes. Uh, I'm not a fan of wipes, but I might give those a try. Because of the trash reason or just no, like... No, I mean, not even that's like the side reason, but like I've never met a wipe where my face felt like good after and I didn't feel like I need to wash my face again. I'll be perfectly on- honest. It's not for washing my face. It's like literally after lunch, I'm like, why is there lipstick on the side of my cheek? Like I, I'm just okay. a mess or okay. I touch my eye and then all of a sudden there's like mascara yeah, like yeah. on my forehead. So anyway, <laughs> I hear ahead. you. Um, I know that lie. Okay. So I've mentioned this brand before when just after I went to the event, but... I don't think I've ever raved about the product so hard. That hair care brand Brew, B-R-O-O. It's a it's just inspired by beer. I remember, and I got the giggles when you felt like we're really into it the first I time. I don't even like really drink beer, and I feel like it's like my dad's stocking stuffer shampoo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's so funny. It's cute. Well, what do you like? Um, so they actually make body products too. So I shouldn't oh. say they're just hair, but um, I'm really into their hair products. Brew Craft Beer, their color crazed conditioner. The what? packaging is even like kind of look at this packaging. It's like the fact that this is in my shower is hilarious. Was I not wrong with no, my yeah, dad's it's stocking yeah, stuffer? It's, it's, yeah, it's it's got like a you know wild tie dye pattern font against like it's a dark brown bottle. Like this is it's not like Kerastase, folks. Okay, but it is one of the best conditioners I've ever used. What I used one of their other products too, like earlier in the year, and I was like, my hair feels really nice. Is shampoo and conditioner has to be so good for you to notice? Like if you're telling me about a shampoo and conditioner, like it's probably amazing. Yeah, because I'm not a hair person, and I was excited that they made color protective, um, you know, products. It's six dollars. It's like what? five and change. I need to try it. It's really good. It, my hair felt Does soft. It, it doesn't smell like beer, obviously. It has a weird. It has a weird smell, and I like, think that's the hopsiness, like an earthiness to it. Or? It almost has like a like a weedy, weedy, or like okay. vin- yeah, it's but all- not beer. No, it feels a little, it just no. But it doesn't smell like beer, but it has a weedy kind of like brewery smell to it. Okay, but not like frat party smell. But your hair's amazing. It felt great after, and the next day, because I go to sleep, you know, after a shower. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up and my hair is like frizzy. It wasn't frizzy. Ooh. And I've I've used it for quite a few shampoos and conditions now, and I have to say that this is this is the key variable. Don't sleep on brew. No, don't. <laughs> I mean, sleep on it, but don't sleep no, on don't, it metaphorically. No, no, don't sleep on brew. Okay, this is like the the hair care line that people need to be talking about. Thanks for that tip. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at Fat Mascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. <laughs>